0: Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee brew All right, welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast. Joining me is Scott, and uh, this is Craig. Vince will be joining us in just a bit, and no one knows where Chad is. So, how are you doing, Scott?
1: I. Uh, Doing all right. Could have been a little better week for the crew, I suppose, but uh, overall, uh, not not too terrible.
0: Yeah, um, a little bit of a tough sledding here. Uh, the Brewers were on uh, a nice winning streak that that coincided in the middle of last week. Um, obviously, it's always nice to be able to play the Pittsburgh Pirates. It seems if you're a Milwaukee Brewer fan. Um, but with that being said. Um, we had a little bit of difficult time then over the weekend with the Braves. We, we lost that series, but took one of the, two, the three games. And the same thing, then had to go to Cincinnati to the lowly Reds without their two best hitters and Joy Vado and Jonathan India. And we still lost uh, that series as well, uh, one, one out of three games. So a little bit disheartening. Um, the cool thing about, I guess, the... And like I think we may have Vince joining us here. Yep, yeah, bye guys.
2: Sorry, oh, hey, I'm late. I was on a call for work that went over a little bit.
0: Ah, that's glad to have you. Better late than never. In fact, we just kicked this thing off. We went over the last uh, couple of homes or a couple of series for the Brewers, and uh, we're taping this on um, May the Sunday. Or I'm sorry, Thursday, May the 12th. Um, and so we're about to, the Brewers are, are having an upcoming series here this weekend in Miami against the Marlins. Um, so anyway, just recapping a little bit, we were talking about the Cincinnati uh, series, and unfortunately we, we dropped that one, but then uh, on the last day of the series, on the Wednesday uh, afternoon game, which uh, a lot of heat in Cincinnati and the balls were carrying, um, and uh, it was uh, the Brewers did lose the game, I think it was 14 to 11, but Kristen Yelich, Um, hit for his third cycle as a member of the Milwaukee Brewers, all of them coming against the Cincinnati Reds, and he tied the Major League record for the most cycles of any player in modern history with three. So pretty huge accomplishment and a rare one at that.
1: Yeah, very exciting. Uh, Sorry, got to go ahead. Too bad it happened in a loss. No, it's too bad it happened in a loss and and not a good loss either. But, um, you know, obviously... Uh, great for him. And, and not only that, but I think we've been uh, saying for a while now that um, as far as like just the types of at bats that he's having anyway, he's um, definitely starting to come out of that sort of <laughs> two year slump he sort of had. Um, that's definitely a good sign. Um, but yeah, good for him.
2: Yeah, I it was, uh, I think the first Cycle in Brewers history that was hit during a loss. I think I saw that stat from, uh, from one of your interns, Scott, which you know is unfortunate. But um, yeah, pretty incredible. He joins a list of what is it, five guys, I believe, in the modern era that have uh, attained three cycles in the course of their career, which is incredible. And the first guy to ever attain it against the, the same team. So, um, you know, I, I think we were talking about this in our pre production meeting, but you, you've got. Uh, hitting a cycle is, is always an amazing stat it's just kind of weird it, it can be fluky though and um but hit three seems to suggest some level of completeness to your game so I, I i was just glad to see it and um one other thing i'd be interested in seeing is the amount of years between cycles um for some of the other guys on that list and i scott i think that your your interns are researching this but um you know Christian's last cycle came in 2018, so to do it this season, it's uh, not that long after, but you know, four seasons separating things. I think that that's kind of interesting as well.
0: Yeah, and I think both of his other cycles against Reds came in that same 2018 season where, of course, he was named the MVP of the league, which was pretty awesome. Um, the, the exciting part of it is Christian Yellage is still under contract to be a Milwaukee Brew through the 2028 season, so um, it's very possible that if he can somehow secure another cycle in the next five plus seasons um the i mean he will be the the sole record holder as a milwaukee brewer of that of the only player in history to ever hit four so it's something to i guess have as a goal maybe um obviously winning games is the number one goal but it would be kind of a cool tidbit because as i was saying i don't think there's very many things that a milwaukee brewer holds a major league record of um And most of them, well, of course, for all you longtime Brewer fans, obviously Hank Aaron was a Milwaukee Brewer late in his career, and he was the all-time home run leader for quite a few years before he was eclipsed by uh, Barry Bonds. And then um, Raleigh Fingers, of course, held the all-time saves uh, record for quite a while, and he's been surpassed in this more of an era of saves. And I don't even know how far down the list he is now, but he was a long-time all-time saves leader, a a lot of saves coming as a Brewer. Um, but I, I, as far as my research and some of the research Scott's interns did, the only other all-time major league records that are tied or owned by a Milwaukee Brewer, I know are just recently, and a lot of them came from, two of the, they both came from Burns, Cy org and season last year, and that's striking out 10 consecutive batters in a game. He's uh, tied for a major league record on doing that last year in a game against the Cubs. And then also to begin the season last year, as everyone will probably remember, he had 58 consecutive um, strikeouts before he had his first walk. Um, Carmen Burns did through the 2021 season. So that he owns that major league record as, as the longest streak to begin a season for a starting pitcher. So there are two of them, but outside of that, um, there's not uh, – yeah, so it's kind of a cool, cool feat. And hopefully things are looking more positive for the Brewers coming up. Um but uh, one thing I was going to mention is, I, these are some stats, uh, again, Scott, you have some in, great right, interns finally working for this week. Just as far as rarity of things, these are the numbers I looked up there. In Major League Baseball history, there's been 334 cycles, 315 no-hitters, 106 immaculate innings, 55 hitting streaks of 30-plus games. And one of the most rare, of course, is there's only been 23 perfect games in Major League Baseball history, unfortunately, none by a Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee Brewer. But to put things in context, that have three cycles, wow. pretty, pretty amazing accomplishment, So,
2: Yeah, certainly is. Certainly is. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. It was a fun game to watch. I will say that. I know that we were uh, texting with each other and is chat on here, I don't know if he was on this text or not, but. Uh it was fun oh. to watch that game with the with via Text. And uh it was it was obviously it didn't end the way that we wanted it to, but it was it was kind of one of those games that was enjoyable to, to watch despite the end result.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we really thought that if we didn't give up like six insurance runs to them in their top half of or their bottom half of the eighth inning, that we could have a chance to actually win that game still. But um I'm I'm a little bit actually that game kind of highlighted um I guess the weakness that I think exists and the my, what do you call it the front half of the the bullpen. I know everyone refers to the back half of the bullpen as like your closer, your setup guys, and your you know lefty specialist, whatever. But the middle inning guys or the mop up guys. I I I'm not. I really feel like the front end of our bullpen uh, is a little bit weaker than in previous years, and to add to that, unfortunateness. Um, is that uh, Jake Cousins is on the, the IL possibly for an extended period of time. It is probably recommended that he that he, um possibly even entertained the option of getting Tommy John surgery, unfortunately. But I think they're pass, he's passing on that now and going the other route, uh, which doesn't usually fill me with much hope either. But um, I, I don't have very much good feelings about him pitching any meaningful innings for us anymore this year, unfortunately. Uh, so may- maybe that Trevor Gott will step up and fill his old, his old role, um, you know, in kind of covering the sixth, seventh inning of important games. But um, anyway, what, what are your thoughts? And, that, and Craig, that kind of Craig, that kind of explains
2: too why his numbers weren't as good this year. You know, in the few limited outings that that Cousins had, he didn't look quite the same as last year. It was almost like something was wrong and. I guess the, the medical tests kind of bear that out. You know, this could have been just a physical issue and he wasn't awful, but he certainly didn't look like the Jake cousins that we got to see last year. And um, yeah, this this would explain a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, and like you said, when, when Tommy John is on the, he's on the table, um, you know, he's seeking a second opinion, you know, obviously to hopefully avoid that, but, there usually is no third option, which is like, oh no, just throw again next week. You know that doesn't happen. So he's gonna be out a while and that's, that's kind of kind of disheartening.
0: And it needs me to believe as we move toward the trade deadline, obviously we still it's only trending toward the middle of May and uh, we're not anywhere near toward the two months two plus months out from the trade deadline, obviously, but um, I think that it wouldn't surprise me that the Brewers eventually look to add uh, some bullpen pieces. To the roster moving forward, um, so we'll see about that. Um, so, any other observations about the? More, I guess one other accolade and positive thing to focus on here from the past few weeks is that Willie Adamas and Rowdy Telez were actually named back to and back-to-back weeks Player of the Week, and I'll be Players of the Week, um, or I think, um, and so that was only the sixth time in franchise franchise record that two Brewers have shared Player of the Week honors. Um, so I guess that's quite the accomplishment, especially both coming from the offensive side um, and those two guys, I think in particular, I know we had this conversation very recently on podcast, like who really are our middle of the lineup hitters or are the hitters in our lineup that we trust most. I think it's cool to see Yelich bouncing back to some form of his, his former self. And so I think he's in that mix. But these two guys, Willie Damas, who is solidifying what he did for us after coming over about a year ago via trade. Uh, He's continuing that and is an awesome addition to our offense. And then Rowdy Tellez, I think, has is on the way to solidifying himself as an everyday first baseman uh, rather than any type of platoon role, uh, as he, I believe, still currently leads MLB in RBI or the National League at least in RBI. So. So as far as that, you know, back to back player of the week, congratulations to both of them. And uh, I have some ho- some hopes for offense going forward, I believe, and especially with the with the return of Louis Urias, who, who doesn't seem like he's really missed a beat from last year. And he, he really looks like he always puts the guy some really good at bats. So I think adding him finally to our lineup after he missed the entire month of April is a is also a nice shot in the arm that our offense will need. So I'm pretty hopeful moving forward. That's for sure. Do you think
2: that we're still going to be looking for a bat at the deadline? Oh um, yeah, I guess either one of you. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it's still we've got to be yeah. a priority for us. I, I, I think that we just we have to, and I, I think that our offense is above average as is. But I do think that we need to, I do think we need to supplement it, and we saw that kind of bear out against really good pitching in the postseason last
0: year. Yeah, and there'll be some names that emerge to target, um, as we move closer to trade deadline. Obviously. We could strike at any time because as as we just pointed out, we um, our front office went ahead and upgraded our offense with Willie Thomas. And uh, I think it was late May last year or early June, late May. Um, and yeah. so it could come at any time. But right. I, don't, I don't expect anything to come um, in, until closer to the deadline. And as far as target, that yeah, was that
2: was May that was May last year though, Craig. That was kind of fun because um, it was right before our trip together, our brewery Review annual road trip. And very excited to see where we're going to be heading this year. And
0: yeah.
2: uh, I remember sitting sitting in Clearwater Beach with uh, with Scotty and and you, and I was thinking about uh, Willie Adams and and how cool it would be to see him as a brewer. But um, anyways, yeah. So I, I know that it was May because that was before Memorial Day.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Scott saved that that seagull, and then Wally Damas saved the Brewers' season, so it's pretty cool. Yep, Definitely. exactly. Um, yeah, it's a
1: little interesting right now. I guess we have, uh, apparently, we scored so far down this season just because of the onslaught of runs that we've been scoring mostly at the Reds and Pirates' expense, but uh, right now, anyway, we've scored more runs than any team in the NL, and I, I mean, that's usually a pretty good metric is how far, like obviously how good your offense is. But having said that, I just, I just don't see our offense being anywhere near, um, you know, that top tier of offenses in, in the league. So it, it's a little bit scary. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it was frustrating to see a, a team as inferior as the Reds put up so many runs against us. And I guess I was a little bit concerned as well that, although Urias is back and he, you know, he did Homer, which is great. This first uh, really big play anyway, was probably making that diving catch to preserve our lone win against the Reds, a lone, <laughs> a lone win in which I would have really liked to have seen Josh Hader maybe come out one out earlier, um, as opposed to giving that out to Perdomo. I mean, all of the, I understand that we're playing the Reds, but like all these wins are important, obviously. So that was a little bit, a little bit upsetting, but you know, I guess, um, we have them on a strict regiment, apparently.
0: That's an interesting point you make, Scott, because that actually uh, threw up red flags to me when that happened. I mean, obviously, I get that closers are there for the save situation, but with this Reds team and that part of – like, I really felt that we should have used Hayter, even just for that one, that one out and that uh, eighth inning with, with runners in scoring position and a game on the line where we went with Perdomo. And, you know, and then just figured out who else we're going to use if Hader didn't want to come back up in the ninth or whatever. But see, that's, it harkened back to when we used to have Kniebel and use uh, Josh Hader kind of to put out major fires that were happening. Uh, and I think that formula worked really well. I almost thought maybe, I, I think that, that that ship has sailed on that one. I think Hader wants us to be that lockdown closer and Devin Williams maybe would fit that other role. But I mean, Williams has been creating uh a lot of traffic on the bases i'll just be nice and put it that way <laughs> because he, he obviously has yeah he, he has um he's been striking a lot of guys out and uh limiting damage so to speak but he has not had very many clean innings so to speak um this year and, and it's a it's a little bit of uh, uh you know he's adding stress to brewer fans that's for sure so um but just getting back to that point, yeah, I, that, it would be really nice to have someone besides uh, Perdomo to come in <laughs> to come in and get that really important out in a, in a crucial spot in a crucial game. But no offense to either of the Perdomos. But um, anyway, yeah, I, well, we'll see. I think our bullpen be address and our offense need to be addressed. I think I, I joke with Scott that right now the one trade I would make if we possibly can would be to trade um, our dugout bell which you guys point out obviously even comes on the road with us, which is just horrific to me to trade our dugout bell for Josh bell, maybe, and just call it a straight up deal. I think that would work out really well for everyone involved. Yeah. What about Craig? Would your hatred of the
2: dugout bell make you trade the dugout bell for David bell, read the manager, former brewer.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I, we could put throw him in the front office somewhere uh, and lock the door for all even, as long as we get rid of the stupid dugout bell. Because... Even with
2: Derek bell. Former former Padres and Blue Jays and Astros outfielder, Pirates outfielder.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I was not a fan of him at all. Uh, that's that's a tough Albert, one. Albert, what? A,
2: Albert Bell. Yeah, I would
0: definitely. No, Albert Bell. Bell is definitely. I, I guess we we just. I'd rather put the dugout Bell away in a closet than bring on Albert or Derek Bell, actually. But what can you do? What about Buddy Bell? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll stop. There's a lot. There's a lot of bells. Jay Bell. Yep. Yeah, lot. A lot of. But this dugout, dugout Bell. Bell I mean, I, I get that you want to create like a thing and a motivational tool. It's just, I think that it can be done without completely pissing off all your opponents at home and on the road. I think that that could be something else could be thought of. And it was also revealed, and I was listening on the radio, one of these broadcasts, and it was revealed on the radio that um, they actually were looking for the bell for, or something like the bell to try to find one for a while. And then... Um, they found one on Amazon. The, the one that they have, they literally ordered on Amazon. Yeah, that's. I great. was going
2: to say I could find one in about ten seconds here on Amazon. I bet probably yeah, even no. cheaper on eBay.
0: So I'm sure that they've. There's a. They have a pretty solid return policy. So hopefully the brewers can take advantage of that and send that thing back. But anyway, all right. Well, um,
2: or uh, Craig, Craig, you expressing such a such a position on this? I think that. That deserves a poll question. Um, Scott, could you and your interns put a poll question up on our Twitter page, Brew review one on Twitter, about uh, whether or not our fans like the Brewers. that and if they Or if they hate it and side with uh, uh, Executive Producer Mueller?
1: Um, you know, I think I can probably get an intern to do that. I, I, I personally, I just look at it. I don't want to skew the poll. So if you guys are listening to this and you want a quick hurry and vote, you better hurry because I only put these polls up for a day. But um, okay. I mean – could you imagine, like, if the Cardinals decided to just bring a bell out and, or whatever, like anything, like just bring a big horn or something like that, like like a, a big bicycle horn or something, and they just run up and just go, meow, meow, meow. like, whenever they do something, I would just be like, I cannot stand this team. I thought I could not hate them any more than I do, <laughs> and, like, I would just absolutely lose my mind. I so we're over two so
2: far two guys very against the bell i'm kind of undecided i don't really hate it but i don't really love it yet either and we'll see what happens i'm not really uh, i don't have an opinion yet i'm 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 still in limbo so i'll i'll take the positive side just because uh, it'll be different than you two so we'll say it's two against and one for the bell at this point but uh i I have a reserve cardboard
0: cutout of Craig Council with a little uh, ma- a la Major League would be much better. <laughs> uh, every time someone does something fun on done, they just they just tear off a piece of the Craig Council thing. <laughs> I think that would be. I don't most. know.
2: I don't know what type of uh, spring breaks you did before you met us, Craig. But uh, no, I think I prefer <laughs> the building <belt> then. <laughs>
0: or maybe Wendy's ceiling cream. Whatever. I mean, something. There else. you
2: go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh man.
0: Anyway. Um, so all right, well, um, this one uh, let, let's do this. Coming up, for our next three home stands. Let's go over all this in the next nine games. We play the the Marlins in Miami this weekend. Then we finally come back home to Amfam Field for two sets against yeah. the Braves early next week, and then the the Nationals. So um, why don't we do, why don't we try to do our predictions for all nine games um, coming up on what, how do you think the Brewers will do during these next three series? And hopefully, to write the ship as we're coming off two losing series coming into the Miami Marlins this weekend. Scott, do you want to Scott start off? First, right? Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll try to be optimistic and I'll say five and four. Um, I really hope that we get two or three against the Cardinals. I think I feel like we have some unfinished business with them
0: yet. But we're, we're playing, playing the, 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 Mar, the Marlins, Braves, and National.
1: Oh whoops, sorry. I'm looking at next week. I'm already looking at that. Okay. Um, I'm still gonna say five and four. I'm just gonna say exactly. You know what? I meant to say Braves instead of um. Oh yeah, yeah. Cardinals. That's
0: it. <laughs> Speaking of the Cardinals, nice. real quick, Vance, I just want to interject. Speaking of the Cardinals, I know we just lost uh, an embarrassing season or series to the Reds, unfortunately. Well, luckily the Cardinals just lost their series as we speak to the Baltimore Orioles um, at home. They just lost a a series at home to the Baltimore Orioles. So at least they're keeping pace with that. Us on that. So, all right. Sorry to interrupt, Vince. That's good. Yeah, that's good.
2: Um, I say we win two out of three from Miami, two out of three from Atlanta, and two out of three from Washington.
0: (laughs) There you go, um I'm going to, series, boys. I'm gonna go five and four too. I I'm not, I don't know exactly where we're gonna get the wins, but I'll go five and four too. I think that Atlanta always plays us tough, and Washington's a little bit a wild card, and Miami's actually better than I think some people thought they'd be they've got some pretty good pitching um, and yeah, so we'll Hi. see
2: Craig, Craig, I did get a note here, uh, and this note says, hey, Vince. I uh, just wanted to give my predictions. Um, two of three from Miami, three of three from the Braves. Wow, and two of three from the Nationals. Thanks for all you guys do. Sincerely yours, your anonymous source, Tom Carter. Please do not say my name on here.
0: Oh, thank you, Tom. Uh, he
1: should have. He should have put that up. He kind of buried the lead. You know, Mr. Carter, I mean, seven and two. He,
0: you can't teleprompter, say I'll, like, I just read it. don't say yeah. my name. Yeah. Well, at
1: least you can read it. That's good. T. Carter,
0: he's always can't been tell. known as the optimist. So thank you, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I know.
2: Yeah, it's a, If it's on the teleprompter, I'm going to read it, guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yep. So, so, so in the meantime, the 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 warm weather has finally arrived, at least here in the Midwest. Hopefully, um, the bats heat up, and so far it looks like that's that's the case here for the Brewers. And um, yeah, our, I think our pitching has to hold up. Um before we wrap it up, I guess I would I would say so far this season, uh there's a little bit of a, you know, it, it's still early, but do you guys have any concerns for, for this season, the rest of the season when it comes to Brandon Woodruff was off the rough start, or Freddie Peralta, who's also uh not totally on track yet either.
2: I I don't, to be honest. I think that these guys have earned a little bit of a leash. I I, I'm not totally concerned. The velocity's still there. Um, no, I'm not. I think that they'll be fine. I and and you know you, you just anecdotally too. I think that you've got you know you hear guys talk about them like uh, Omar Narbe, as I heard an interview with him, and he was talking about just how Woodruff stuff was popping still. And I so I I don't I don't think that it's a area of concern. I think that we're you know sitting on, on May twelfth, and by the end of the season, that they'll be just fine. Yeah.
0: I mean uh,
1: I don't know I, I think they I think they're they're both obviously great pitchers um I think that obviously last year there were a lot of Brewers starting pitchers that had career years and um you know obviously it's it's hard to replicate that and so I think a little bit of regression is probably to be expected um having said that like I don't I don't expect either one of these guys to have like an ERA in the fives or something like that, you know, at the all-star break. Like I think they're going to get it together. Um, but I guess um, also <laughs> I really think it's important that uh, the one pitcher that is actually still pitching extremely well, Corbin Burns is uh, not getting any run support at all. So I'd really like to see him uh, maybe get a W for the first time in about a month. Um, right. And it feels yeah. like it anyway um, on this next series as well. So.
0: Hope that happens. Yeah. And I'm hoping to attend one, one of the games next week at, at Amphanville. I believe one of the games against the Braves. So hopefully and can bring home a win to us. And Vince, are you going to any games anywhere at Major League Baseball or Minor or League Baseball this week?
2: Uh, no, I'm not. I wish I was. Um, on Monday, I've got to unfortunately take a work trip to South Sudan, of all places. So I will be gone for uh, the entire week. Next week in Africa, I will be back the following week, and I will be going to one of the games at that point against um, you know, Astros against, against the uh, Cleveland Guardians.
0: Nice. Okay. But, um, yeah.
2: So, but not this week.
0: And then Scott, I don't know. You probably have a bunch on your docket, but I know for sure uh, that tonight you're going to the uh, Las Vegas Aviators, a Triple A affiliate of the Oakland A's game tonight for Bark in the Park night with your with your puppy dog.
1: Hi, Scotty. Uh, That's so cool. I think Bark in the Park was yesterday. I think tonight's two dollar beer night. So, uh, oh, they're both good nights. I, uh, yeah, I'll get more use out of that one, to be honest. But, um, yeah, and I think you can bring exciting.
0: your dog. I think you can bring your dog either way. So, ho- you guys hopefully have a good time tonight.
1: Uh, she's staying at home. Scott, what's <laughs> your what's your
2: what's your plan for uh for for the beer night? Do you drive out there? Do you Uber out there? What's your what's your battle plan going into it?
1: Um, it's a long drive, so usually uh, for two-dollar beers, I think I'm good for about three in a game, and then you know maybe grab a bite to eat or something like that afterward before the voyage home. But um, you know it's all about pacing yourself and knowing your limitations and knowing when to say when.
0: All right, that's yeah. that's that sounds like a great game plan, Scott. So um, all right, remember to drive safe, West Alice, and to stay classy and go Brewers. Go Brewers, guys. Thanks, Jed. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Craig. Thanks it was
1: Lincoln. down in the teleprompter that way. Dude, dude, dude.